Next up on Power to the Patient. Uh, it was like four out of five of my um, items that they tested me on, my blood pressure, uh, my cholesterol, uh, my BMI, my weight, and my glucose, they were all through the roof. Wow. So, so they, were, was, they were red? Was, red? Or, they were red. They were in the red zone. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Welcome to Power to the Patient. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Rosenthal. Please join us as we invite real people of all ages and backgrounds to share their personal stories of success, when and how they made it their priority to pivot towards better health. Let's welcome today's inspiring hero of health. Hey, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us today on Power to the Patient. We are so excited to hear about your incredible story of how you found your way to better health. So welcome, and please just share a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit about your background, where you're from, what you like to do, you know, where you are now. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk with you. A little bit about myself. I'm 32 years old, originally from the East Coast, uh, New Jersey area, right on the uh, Jersey Shore there. Um, have been lived in quite a few places over the life, uh, from New Jersey to Florida, and now currently residing in South Dakota. Uh, right now, I'm a compliance officer for a bank here in Two Falls, and I uh, have two dogs right now, two St. Bernards with me, and I got a little buddy named Bo. He's a Springer Spaniel. Um, oh. I'm currently married. And my wife is um, a full-time uh, Army officer uh, with the United States National Guard. And she's actually currently uh, stationed out in Djibouti, Africa. So I'm holding down the fort here oh. um, while, while, while she's away. So, um, but, you know, in the meantime, to keep busy, I like to run. Uh, I like to get outside as much as possible, visit the state parks. Um, and during the fall, winter time, get outside and hunt as much as I possibly can. Very cool. Very. I hope you made the transition from the East Coast to where you are and hope you're staying sort of sane and uh, relatively healthy during the pandemic. But that's what we're going to talk about today in detail. Sure. So Absolutely. thanks again and say hi to the dogs for us and hope your wife is doing OK um, and she's oh, yeah. staying healthy as well. Um, she is, absolutely. Good. Happy to hear it. So tell us a little bit about because we like to start off with you know, we don't just sort of discover, you know, some of us grow up with sort of a, a consciousness about health and lots of us get, you know, information when we're growing up, we're kids, right? So we're not really in charge of our own health. Tell us a little bit about your background growing up in New Jersey and who was like in charge of your health and where are you getting your cues from? Yeah, so um, I grew up uh, with a family of mom, dad, and I'm the oldest of four siblings. I got two younger brothers and a sister. Um, mom was the primary, uh, you know, caretaker at home, providing the meals, uh, you know, lunches, dinners, uh, you name it. Um, so we got most of our, you know, nutrition information from mom. You know, typically with supper, uh, we would have a glass of milk because it was big, you know, big glass of milk because it's good for your teeth, grows strong bones. Uh, and then there was always some sort of meat dish, like a pot roast or, you know, uh, turkey breast, chicken. And then there was always some sort of vegetable, whether it be broccoli, um, green beans, peas were my favorite growing up. Um, so for the most part, it was um, what I would consider even today, you know, a well, you know, well-rounded, balanced meal. Um, were you athletic at all growing up or? Um, growing up in uh, middle school uh, through high school, I played all sorts of sports. Um, started running uh, cross country. That was my favorite sport. 
Um, so we do that in the fall and then in the spring would uh, switch over to baseball season. Um, so between uh, school, uh, living on the Jersey Shore, um, you know, in the summer we would go swimming. So basically there was always something to do in every single season that you can think of. So running, swimming, baseball, and just kind of on repeat. Mm, so pretty much, pretty typical sort of upbringing. You're an active kid, running around, sports. Like you said, running was, you know, cross country was a big thing for you. And you were yep. well fed, it sounds like, yeah? Yep. yep. So oh, yeah. Not, not so atypical, right? And you were healthy pretty much, like no medical issues, you're a healthy kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. Every every year, have my physical with the doctor, and he would tell me that I probably just need to keep eating to make sure I keep growing tall. <laughs> so it sounds like no health problems growing up. You were active. You sort of ate a typical American diet. There was a point in your life where you weren't so healthy, though, right? I did have a few, few medical issues here and there. Um, well, it got to be the age of 18 years old, and you know, you got to the point in your life where you're graduating high school, and what's going to be the next step? Um, the reason I actually came out to South Dakota was I actually got accepted to the University of South Dakota here um, in South Dakota in Vermilion. And, you know, it's the first time that you're really away from your parents, right? You don't have that constant supervision of, you know, make sure your homework's getting done, uh, you know, make sure you, you're eating right, you're getting enough sleep, you know, everything that a parent would want, you know, a typical kid to have in their life. Well, now here I am 18 by myself. And the university has, you know, a full, huge cafeteria. Um, and then you also get to meet a couple of the older guys who would say, let's say, like to have fun. You know, you get to enjoy, you know, your, your, your beverages here and there. And then so between, um, you know, the cafeteria, uh, you know, going out and having fun with your buddies, um, you know, that freshman 15 gets put on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it actually got to be more than freshman 15. I would probably say anywhere from, you know, freshman 25 to maybe even 35, somewhere right around there. My active lifestyle stopped because my priorities were shifting that, you know, playing baseball and running cross country weren't fun for me at this point. My priorities were, well, going to class, making sure I'm doing well in school. And then, well, now I have this free time that I typically would have filled in with sports is now being filled in with, um, you know, social time, if you will. So a little bit of shift in priorities for you, right? Like you're, yep. and you didn't have the influences like your family, right? Helping yep. you with sort of monitoring all these things. You're like, wow, this is great. Just boom, like no attention to it because who thought, right? Just keep, just do what's fun, right? Go towards the fun, exactly. right? Um, how, how did you feel like, you know, besides having a lot of fun, it sounds like. Yep, it it was it was complete 180 from where I originally was. Like when I was in high school, you know, I would go to bed at a decent hour, say like like say nine ten o'clock, be up the next morning at six, being ready to go for um, you know class the next morning. But when I got to college, I'm staying out quite a bit um, later. So let's say the two three o'clock in the morning is when I'm finally settling down, ready to go to bed. So I might not get up until later in the mornings. Um, you know, nine, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock whenever my classes started, because it got to the point where I was making sure that my classes would start at a later time. So I knew in that morning that I wouldn't have to get up at eight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock to get to one of those earlier classes. Um, so my sleep schedule was completely backwards. And then my um, food schedule was completely thrown out the window. Basically, it was carbs upon carbs. You have your 
um, the cafeteria, you know, sells or sold, you know, kind of, uh, I would say lower quality items and enough to keep people fed, but to keep, make sure that they keep their bottom line down. So with a lot of sandwiches, hamburgers, hot dogs, and mm. then when they were talking about like vegetables, it was, um, you know, corn and potatoes. Wow, yeah. yeah. So really poor quality fuel, as we would say, right? And this is when yep. your mind had to be active. You had to think, you had to do well in school, you know, yep. and uh, you were just running on empty. It sounds like not running, like not running for exercise and running on yep. empty, you know, sleep is low, right? Your tanks are low, right? Poor yep. sleep gaining weight, not putting good fuel in the tank, i.e. food, right? And yep, you, you were not feeling great or not realizing it, or you figured, hey, I'm 18, I'm 19. This went on for four years. I don't know if you, you spent four years there in school yep. or, yeah? Uh, yeah, yep. So yeah, it, it, got, it got to that point. Um, well, then we, I did move into a fraternity house later in my college career. So we did have a cook within there, mm. but you're also cooking for a house of 40 guys. And it's going to be the same thing. How do we fill the most belly for the least amount of food? So it was quite a bit of carbs still on top of that, corns, potatoes, you name it. Did you, so um, definitely not the most healthy period in your life. Yeah. Right. Um, and yep. that went on for four years and that continued after college or what, what happened then? Yep. yep. It continued after college. Uh, I graduated in 2011 and then my first job was at a, a, a bank. Um, but not in like a, a branch location, but more of a call center. So it went from me going to class, graduated, now going to a job where I sit on my sit for eight hours out of the day. <laughs> yeah, we all sit on and the same going, same body part. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then, you know, you start having those, those, those pops and sodas, um, you know, anything to basically keep you up. Um, just to stay alert. So, you know, next thing you know, I might have, you know, a Mountain Dew here and then, you know, a piece of candy because that's all there was in the vending machines at work. Wow. Was, so you just keep doing this, you know, this constant cycle. And then, you know, I'm also, this is my first job out of college. So I actually have money coming in and I can go out to eat now. And then, so when I'm going out to eat, it's your fast food restaurants that um, you, you can think of, your McDonald's, your Burger King's, uh, your Taco Bells. Wow. Okay. That takes a toll. What happened? Cause that's not where you are now in your life. No. You have done some no. amazing things, which we're going to get into the details, but it sounds like, and you're telling me exactly eight years of just health was not a priority, just whatever was convenient, whatever was easy. And this is very common. This is a very common story, right? Whatever's in front of you, no real consciousness of you know, am I doing the best for myself and how am I going to feel and function optimally, right? Just whatever was, nope. was around. So what was it? Like, why, this is not how you're living now. Please tell us a little bit about who, when, why, all of that. Yep, absolutely. So um, during all this time too, I was also um, with, with, a, with a woman um, and we ended up getting married when I was about 25 years old or so. Um, so we were both kind of living the, sim the similar lifestyle as well. We're both working. We're both getting into our careers. We've known each other since college. Um, health just wasn't a priority to at least either one of us. Um, our relationship ended up not working out to where um, it was going to go on any longer. We ended up getting divorced or at least in the process of getting divorced. Mm. Um, and and, and the, your listeners could 
can understand the feelings that are going through a divorce. You're feeling, you know, defeated. You're, um, you're angry. You're upset. You have all these different emotions that you probably wouldn't have felt any other time in your life. And it was just at the point just where I looked in the mirror and just like, I, I feel ugly. I just, I'm, I'm not doing something right. I don't feel good. I need something. What's going to make me feel better as, as a person at this point. Um, and then I just kind of thought back to like my, my days growing up where, you know, I enjoyed running, I enjoyed being outside and, you know, I don't have my partner anymore. So there's nothing stopping me from going do things that I enjoyed doing before. So I started running, um, you know, my, my eating habits were kind of the same, but then it got to the point where like here I'm running, but I'm tired running. Well, why is that? And then I started making changes to, to my diet with the recommendation of my brother. I started a, a, a diet called the wild, wild diet, kind of similar to paleo, um, where it's more, you know, getting rid of all those processed foods, your refined sugars, your uh, fast food items, and then replacing those with whole, whole natural foods. So your vegetables, your fruits, um, lean proteins. Um, so the combination between running um, helped bring my anxiety down and, and losing the weight. But then also the fuel that was going into my body just completely changed my mood on top of that. Mm. You know, Bill, thank you for sharing all of that. And that's a very common place. All of us have our dark moments and big transition moments. And amazing that you just chose differently. You didn't want to you took, take, it's radical to taking care of yourself and just thinking differently. And you went back, it sounds like, to your essence, which was running, which is what you, you did in high school, which is yep. sort of getting back into yourself and reminding yourself of who you were. And you had that experience of feeling better at a different point, point, in, your, point in your life and then trying that out again. And it sounds like, and this is super common, that you know it's all connected, right? The food, like you said, you started running and then you realize, wait a second, I'm out of gas running. I'm demanding a lot of my body. What am I putting in the tank exactly? And that you made those connections, which is incredible because most people don't really think about it. Most people live their entire lives like your eight years really of what's fast, what's convenient. You know, what do I not have to work at? Life is hard enough. I don't really want to work, you know, work at doing this. But you did that. So I just want to take a moment and congratulate you really for making those connections for yourself and wanting better um, and making a choice for yourself that now I know you're not going back and we're going to go into what you've done more more things that you've done. But that sounds like that was the catalyst that I just don't want to feel like this anymore. And also you said something important. I don't want to look like this anymore. Right. And, exactly. you know, it's funny, my brother always says that he starts getting healthy when he like, you know, knows that he's gonna be traveling and be being at a beach, right? Like, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing. That's actually an okay thing. You want to just feel good in your in your body, which is a very, you know, it's not a narcissistic thing. It's not a vanity thing. But you just want to feel good about yourself. And there's a connection, you know, it's not a coincidence, the choices that you make, and the way you feel and function are very interconnected and reminding the you know our listeners that it's five things that really keep us feeling and functioning our best our food our exercise which we talked about sleep managing our vices your vices i'm going to say in in college where it sounds like alcohol drinking with the buddies and the fraternity guys yep. 
and you know the and the food which was just there right you didn't really make yep. a lot of choices um and then the other the fifth thing is our you know our vices and our, our devices and then our stress level going through a divorce as you mentioned that's a high degree of stress right you had a yep, choice absolutely. there you could have just went for the comfort food and just filled yourself even more up with you know unhealthy things a lot of people have that mindset that they're like oh i just deserve something i deserve more cupcakes and pizza you know but you you yep. took the you took the I'll, I'll say the right road you'll took you took the road that science agrees with that um and you said something also i just want to comment on in that you felt better mentally food and mood are very into we know this everything you're saying it science backs up so what our choices that we make every day help our physiology our our how our body works and also how our mind works and that's you so thank you for sharing all of that um you talked a little bit about your brother you had some health issues too did you you shared with us that your had a little bit high blood pressure right your weight was up your yeah you want to talk about some numbers if you you know remember them um yep uh so every year at work we would have our health diagnostic for our health insurance so they, they bring the nurses in and they would run your you know your triglycerides they do your blood pressure your weight bmi um and so it, it didn't really hit me until i was going through this process of divorce where all i want to say my destructive habits you know eating not exercising has finally caught up with me at this point. And it's not until you actually see the numbers on, mm. you know, the paper be like, wow, I am not, you know, healthy. You know, there was like a, I remember looking at the paper, it was like a, a stoplight, right? You're, you know, red, mm -hmm. yellow, and green, right? Green, yeah. you're good to go. Yellow, you're kind of teetering on the good to go or not good to go. And then red was, you know, flashing. We need to start making some, some quick changes here, changes before you, see yourself to going down a dark path, but uh, it was like four out of five of my um, items that they tested me on my blood pressure, uh, my cholesterol, uh, my BMI, my weight, and my glucose, they were all through the roof. Wow. So, so they, were, was, they were red, I, red, or, they were red. They were in the red zone. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. They were all in the red zone. And basically the, the nurse, you know, said, you, you need to start making some changes in your life or you need to start going to see a doctor to get this under control or, and, you know, they have a sheet of all, all the things that could potentially come out, you know, heart attack, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, heart attack, um, stroke, cirrhosis. You, you just keep, you just can keep finding any, any ailment out there. And you're probably at risk at that, at that point. Scary. Were you scared? Did you feel scared? I was frightened. Was that, and you were how old at this point? Please remind me. I was about 20, 24, 25. Whoa. Okay. So was that the, was that the pivot, but you know, not feeling well being straight oh, that was before, right? Was that before the divorce? Yes. This is, this was kind of all simultaneously happening at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So this all came together as like a giant, you know, fork in the road, right? I can yep. either you know, go under like medical care, you know, I don't know if they were yep. ready to put you on medications or what, but you saw it loud and clear. Like th this was you, you know, th this was front and center. Like, oh my, yep. yes, is this correct? Like yep. I am gonna have to be in like medical management. God forbid I have like a heart attack or heart disease right from this or, and you're, you had an inspired 
uh, nurse, did you say who said something to you? Did she did she give you options of diet and exercise, or you just knew this? No, no. So they they, they give you they have materials when you get done talking with them, saying mm. you know these are the foods that we recommend you start eating. This is the amount of exercise, and it wasn't necessarily tailored to me. It was just boilerplate. Anyone who gets you know fits into this this column, you should probably start doing these things. So it wasn't like an inspiring nurse. She was just right. relaying the information that. Um, you know, she had. Okay. So we can't give her so much credit. She just presented you with the information, right? Yep. And then yep. the catalyst for making changes sounds like you were yourself. Yes. Yep. So, so I was a mm -hmm. runner. I want to get sort of get, get back into that. And there's at least three people, your brother, we'll talk about running, yep. your running coach and your current wife. Yeah. Who seems yep. pretty incredible um yep. really supported you through this sort of next phase if you want to chat a little bit about that we'd love to hear it yep so um i'm gonna kind of just go back a little bit so emily was or she was not in the picture at that point um mm. yet so it was really up to my my brother at this point because he was really into the health fitness um weightlifting bonding building mm. um so we had some great great conversations about you know what's worked for him what's worked in the past um, and then also goal setting was the next big thing is, you know, okay, so here I am running, but like, what's my goal? It's like my goal to feel better. Yeah, that's helping. Um, is it to lose weight? Yep, that's helping. But like, what's the long term? Is this something that's going to happen long term and continue to happen long term? So that's when me and him really decided to kind of sit down and start talking. And he's like, you should start running more races. Um, and then I started signing up for some local races here in the Sioux Falls area. Um, and then, so, you know, I'd share some numbers with him, you know, my numbers are improving and by numbers, I mean, um, like times, Your times. you know, yeah. I'd go from, yeah. you know, 12 minute miles, then it would go down to, you know, 10 minute miles, but I also went this much further. And then he's like, well, have you ever thought about getting a coach, you know, someone to just help you kind of, you know, break that barrier to get where you really, really want. Cause at this point I have it in my head that I want to do some sort of long distance run to, you know, either a half marathon or full air marathon or, you know, some Ironman, but you know, that's kind of like the pipe dream, you know, way out in the right field there. So I ended up hiring a, a running coach here um, down in uh, here in Sioux Falls. His name is Benson and just a, just a wonderful guy. He's, he's originally from Kenya um, and just the quietest talker you've ever, you've ever just talked to. He just talks in a really soft, low voice, never raises his voice, uh, never gets flustered, frustrated. And he set up a plan for me to, um, to run a marathon. And so it was everything you can think of from, you know, what training is going to be involved, what exercises do you need to do? Um, these are the amount of times that you need to run or distances that you need to run. Um, you know, these are the races that will run you in between to get you to that, um, you know, to that point. Um, and then, so when race day comes, you're, you're ready to roll. So we worked for, you know, probably a good six months, seven months, um, to get my time down and my, my weight and everything you can think of possibly to, to run a marathon. So I ended up running a, you know, a four hour under a four hour marathon. Um, and it was my, my third one at that point. Amazing. Um, I'm a marathon runner myself and I know what that takes. Um, but to go from, and you had like, it sounds like for you, the structure and the goal setting was super important, right? 
to mm-hmm. and, and and the the support of this wonderful guy who knew what he was talking about, right? To help you yep. stay accountable to this also. Um, yep. So that's incredible. Going from you know being unhealthy, not feeling good about yourself, not really exercising at all, right? For eight yep. years ish, yeah. And then, you know, just turning it around with the support of a professional running coach, right? To keep you accountable and support you is uh, an amazing, you've run three marathons now total, is that right? Yep, total three, three marathons. The one that he happened to be running with was my my third. I ended up running um, two prior to that just to give it a shot to see if I can actually do it. Tell me a little bit about before the running coach, you, you mentioned something about confusing, like you were trying to figure out some things on your own, like, you know, looking at the internet and, you know, trying to decide what's healthy. Tell us a little bit about that because a lot of people, right, there's so much information out there and it's really confusing and so many people want to just sell you something, right? So if you can share, if you have any interesting stories or experiences or just thoughts about, you know, navigating, how do you find healthy if you don't have this fantastic running coach and a fantastic brother, you know, that's accessible to you? Right. And and I think that's one of the biggest, the biggest problems I think we have in America right now with, and this is just my personal opinion, is that everyone has a diet or a solution or anything that works there. And they're all completely different. Um, my my biggest thing was wh- what do I know, right? Do I know that a soda is unhealthy? Yes. So soda is completely gone, and I start kind of picking and choosing what is healthy, and then I kind of look at that. And so um, when I was reading a book, it was called The Wild Diet. I kind of touched upon it when I was talking about my brother. There was a very interesting um, piece about it was shopping the perimeter of a, of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a really weird concept thinking about it, you know, just shopping the outside of the, the, the grocery store. But that's really where I started thinking, aha, you know, you walk into the grocery store and typically the first thing you see is going to be your produce. You know, you see all those bright colors, the peppers, the watermelons, the, you, you name it, the oranges. And that's where I usually start with my, with my diet wise, is with, with fruit. You know, then I would look on the internet, well, okay, fruit's fine, but let's talk about some of the fruits that are there. So pineapple, uh, you know, how much sugar is actually in a pineapple? So it, oh, it, you it's really kind of got, going back. You got granular. You got very granular with yeah. this. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my, my, big, my biggest, if I took a look at my diet where I was previously to where I am now, my biggest issue was sugar. Because sugar is in literally everything. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much it was in everything. Yeah, sugar, we know this from just a little sort of medical intervention here. Sugar is sort of the, um, it's, a, it's a huge problem and it is a huge inflammatory food in the body and there's sugar in every, in all processed foods. There's so much added sugar. It is the common denominator for so many medical problems including inflammation. When I say inflammation, we don't just mean like swollen joints or muscles. We're talking about vessels in the body. We're talking about brain. We're talking about a proclivity to cognitive dysfunction and, you know, Alzheimer's, everything. It is the common link. And you're absolutely right. We are sugar obsessed and it's addicting a bit, right? So being being conscious of this, but I just want to, you know, inform our listeners also 
that you don't have to make it so calm. Cause some people hear, oh my God, I don't eat so much pineapple. There's like so much sugar in it. If you're eating whole food, whole foods with singular ingredients, you're way ahead of the game. So I try to tell my patients also, don't get lost in the weeds of like, oh no, a banana has so much sugar. I always say a banana is not your problem. You know, the potato chips, the candy, the chocolate bars, the soda, that's a way bigger problem. So agreed, there are, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables that are higher in, in sugars, but to make it easy and it is confusing, you know, do I do keto? Do I do this? Do I do that? And most people just throw up their hands. They're not as committed, you know, and they may not have the resources you do. So they just throw up their hands like, oh, I just can't do this, whatever. I'm just, you know, going to eat pizza and my cookies and I'm happy. And that's not a great option. So um, you found it, you know, you got very scientific for yourself in this, I I, I hear, which works for you. Yes? Yep. Yeah, and, and it's also it's also interesting to see where your food comes from, and you know the, the individual bits and pieces of food. You know, to your point, right? You know, the when you go to the grocery store, you see your chips, you see your cookies, and that's all in the middle section. It's all those right. bright colors saying "Buy me, buy me, buy me." Yeah. But yeah. then you look to your right, where you see maybe some bland fruits and vegetables, but that's where I go to now and have a relationship with those fruits and vegetables. I love that. Have a relationship with that. And it's exciting, right? You said you're, you're, I always ask my, our our guests here, um, what's your superpower? Like what's your health superpower? And you said something related to fruits and vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, and it's cooking. It's cooking has just became, you know, just an awesome pastime for me. Even with the, the pandemic, I think I've even, you know, started cooking more because you know, things haven't been open, right? So you still need to eat, but now I take this time to actually see what's out there. Try new things. You know, you're going to mess up. I've messed up numerous times cooking things. And I've also found things I don't like either. So I know I won't get those anymore, but there's so many different foods out there. And the, the fortunate thing here, I'm in South Dakota. So we have just agriculture in every which way between tomatoes and peppers and watermelons. And I just love going down to the farmer's market and talking with the farmers and, and picking out my own fruit and vegetables. Yeah, it's, I, I get excited about that too. There's a green market across where I live here in New York City. People think New York City, oh my God, everything's restaurants. But um, there's, you know, fruits and vegetables as the mainstay of your diet. Uh, for, for humans, that's a gold standard, right? So I love that you're excited about it because if it was boring to you, you were, it's not sustainable, right? If you didn't like it, it's not, it's not a sustainable habit. And the idea of being, I mean, look how far you've come, right? From, mm-hmm. you know, vending machines and sitting at the bank, right? <laughs> to, yep. you know, getting excited about peppers. I'm totally with you. I can go, go crazy, like nerdy crazy about, oh, yum, a delicious peach. And look at these delicious carrots. And there's a big myth out there that eating healthy is expensive. And eating healthy is fancy and eating healthy means you have to go to, you know, the whole food, you know, a fancy whole foods, not like eat whole foods, but you don't have to go to the store whole foods. Right. Right. Tell us what you've learned in that department, because you've picked up on that, that it's really not expensive to eat healthy. Not even talking about the medical costs if you get sick from eating bad food. Right. Yeah. and it's actually been um, been it's been surprising, right? It's, again, that common myth that you, it's so expensive to to eat, 
but I, I've just felt over the, you know, felt and learned over the last couple of years as I've been going through this process is that, you know, you're, when you're eating these processed foods, your body just craves these cheap foods, you know, your potato chips, your cookies. But once you replace those with natural foods, your body gets used to it. And you're not eating, I don't eat like a whole lot, but, you know, you, you buy your peppers and your stir fry and your, you know, your protein, you mix it all together and it's, it's just not expensive and your body's just not, you're not eating as much because your body's not working as hard to process or process all those refined foods. And it's not really food, a lot of it, what people eat, right? Yeah. So we're like right. overfed, overweight, and undernourished, really. A lot of people don't really yep. make that connection. But yep. you're giving your body, if we think about it, the foods that you're eating, Bill, you know, the peppers, you know, the you know things that grow, right? The, the perimeter of the grocery store, which is an excellent way to just kind of make it easy, right? Like just, you know, don't don't go to the bags and boxes in the middle of the grocery store. And if you can go to a green market or a farmer's market, support local farmers and, you know, people who are growing the food, right? We've become way more connected since the pandemic of where our food come, comes from. But um, making those choices is like a long-term investment in, I would say, happy and healthy and cheap. Right. Yep. You know, th this stuff is cheap. Like it takes so it costs so much more to eat processed food, which is not giving us any value. Um, tell us a little because we're here to inspire people, which your your story already is incredibly inspiring. Um, a pearl of wisdom. You said something with a D three times of what you do. Um, you know, what, what is the pearl of wisdom that you can inspire people to sort of like get on a path to healthy, which you have figured out uh, amazingly for yourself. Yeah. And, and it, and it's, it's accountability, but it all comes down to discipline, discipline, discipline. Yeah. Every time, you know, you, you have to make the decision that you want to get healthy. You want to eat healthy. You want to exercise. And there's only one person who's going to do that for you. And that's going to be yourself. And you need to make sure that you, when you get up, you're going to get up in the morning, you're going to go work out. You're going to make, you know, you're going to meal prep and you're going to get, you know, healthy foods. Um, and then you're also going to try to kick those cravings that you have, you know, your ice creams, your, your sodas, you just got to be able to say no to some of those creature comforts that you, you've grown so accustomed to. You know, again, like I said, it gives you so much, you know, compound interest, if you will, on money mm -hmm. in the bank, you know, real money, because it's cheap. We talked about that, you know, a, a few times, but just in sort of building your foundation, right? Of yep. feeling well, functioning well. And you say, thank you for the honesty there, because this podcast is called Power to the Patient, right? Which is basically empowering, you know, the, the idea is this is almost like a public service message, right? Your doctor really can't make you healthy. A lot of people outsource their health to either pills or procedures or even their doctor, like you're, you know, you, you got those numbers, you know, years ago in your twenties at the doctor's office, like, oh my, like it is rare, unfortunately, for doctors to take the time to, you know, because of just a messy, broken healthcare system, which we could, we'll, you know, we can't get into at the moment, but you found it, you found the magic, which is taking, getting serious about taking care of yourself. Cause I tell my patients all the time, you're with me for an hour in the office, but what you do for the other 23 hours of the day, how you eat, how you move, how you sleep, how, how much you drink, right? What your stress is like, 
all of that is so much more powerful than what I could ever, I'm here to give information. I can't, you know, unless I live with you and sort of, you know, and, and, and the sort of external discipline person, but you said it, discipline, discipline, discipline. And sometimes that's like a, you know, a dirty word for people, right? You know, and it becomes easier. You said like, oh, you know, try to like, you know, not eat ice cream and not get addicted. Once you start becoming healthy, it's, you don't want to, you really don't want to go back because who wants to feel right. crappy again? You, you know, right. I, I don't know if that's your experience, but you know, that's what, you know, I hear from so many people, like, why would I want to put that in my body now? Right? Absolutely. So you have made an incredible um, change for yourself, you know, for the better. And it sounds like there's no turning back, you know, at this point, which is good. <laughs> um, what are the, not that you haven't done enough, but any uh, sort of new goals coming up for you in the sort of health running goals, anything else that's sort of uh, ahead? We'd love to hear it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, we're, we're coming, hopefully coming out of the last days of the pandemic here. Um, South Dakota has been one of the few states that hasn't completely shut down. Um, so we are going to be holding a few races here uh, later this summer. So I'm actually planning on running a half marathon here in the next three weeks. So that's the immediate goal right now. Um, as, you know, things start to open up and, you know, we try to get back to a normal pace of life, I would like to get back into uh you know, into the long, long distance of running up to the marathon and, you know, try to break my, um, my personal record from my, my last uh, marathon. So that's the overall arching goal, but I also want to do it in like a big city. Well, the amazing, I, you know, just congratulations. I, that's what we do here. We just celebrate people. You're really a hero. I mean, this is, this is no joke. You, you know, a hero of sort of healthy living and it takes work. Um, as you said, discipline, discipline, discipline. So I want to really congratulate you. Thank you for joining us and thank you so much for sharing your story. It was really terrific. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the time. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Rosenthal, with a giant thank you to my partner and the amazing team at MedShadow. MedShadow is a nonprofit whose mission is committed to educating the public on science-based options for making the best healthcare decisions for ourselves and our families. Perhaps you or someone you know have a success story to share. Have you avoided surgery or medication by adopting a healthier lifestyle? Have you beat or reversed a chronic disease by changing the way you eat, sleep, or move? Have you lost weight and got healthier? We would love to hear from you. Please email us at powertothepatientpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well and stay healthy.